in today's show. Let's look back at all of the news and all of the action from Sunday with Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. All right, let's touch on some news across the NBA before we recap the action for the six games on Sunday. And um, let's start with some injury news here. And Clay Thompson, his return has been pushed back to some point in January. It might be, I think, the 9th or the 16th or somewhere in January. But the initial Christmas Day time, is done. It looks like he won't be back yet until that, yeah, maybe middle of January, 10 days into January, end of January, who knows. Again, I maintain that I do not think that Clay Thompson is going to have a significant impact in fantasy leagues because of the restrictions, because of the nature of his game, because of the missed um, rests and all that sort of stuff. It's just not going to be worth it outside of streaming. I have touched on the Kyrie Irving situation already. We did a video of that on the weekend, so go and check that out. But like um, like Clay, the fact that Kyrie is going to play under 20 games this season makes him really, really hard to just hold and have zeros on your roster continually or burn up all of your waiver ads from shuttling him in and out of your IL slot. So it it does make it tough. It's hard to leave him on the wire, but it does make it tough to have someone who's part-time like Kyrie. We've also got a bunch of games postponed. Three games got postponed today. Um, So we're supposed to have a nine-game slate. So we had no Denver Brooklyn, no Cleveland Atlanta, and no New Orleans Philadelphia. Tomorrow, the Orlando Magic and Toronto Raptors game has been postponed, and the Wizards and the Nets game for Tuesday has been postponed. So those teams, one of those, the Magic, who had four games this week, they only have three now. So the only team with four games next week is now the Oklahoma City Thunder. And everyone else, the Raptors, the Wizards, and the Brooklyn uh, the Brooklyn Nets, they go down by one game, and there might be other... Um, there might be other postponements happening. That's just the, the nature of where we are at the moment in the world and in the United States and in the uh, and in the NBA. Anthony Davis with a knee injury, a knee MCL sprain. He's out at least four weeks. There is no way he's back at four weeks. You can write that down. There's no way. Uh, he'll be reevaluated in four weeks. There is zero chance he's back. It's got to be closer to six weeks, maybe seven weeks, I would guess. Um, he's just not going to come back. Evaluation to go, all right, you're good to go. Play tomorrow. There's uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Happy to be wrong. Love to be proven wrong. There's no way that that's going to happen. Um, we're seeing today that the Lakers are starting LeBron at the four and DeAndre Jordan at the five. And there's going to be a mix of Kamalo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Taylor Horton Tucker when he returns. Um, Isaiah Thomas is getting the start. I don't think there's going to be one guaranteed must-roster player in the Lakers situation. If it's anyone, it's probably Horton Tucker when he returns from COVID protocols. But be Monk, Horton Tucker, Ariza, Mello, yeah, whoever else they bring in, Austin Reeves at times. There's going to be just a bunch of guys used to fill... Davis's role without anyone being anything more than like a short-term streamer. 
the COVID list has grown pretty significantly. Um, we all know that there's this guys coming in and out of the COVID protocols um, every day. So many guys. Andrew Wiggins is the latest one to jump into the COVID protocols. We wish that it yeah, wasn't the case, but unfortunately, that's where we're at with uh, with players there. We've got Kevin Durant and James Harden still in the protocols. Trey Young has entered the protocols. Giannis Antetokounmpo is in there at the moment. Zach Levine's still out until Christmas. Jarrett Allen and Anthony Edwards have gone in. Uh, you've got Al Horford and Bobby Portis in the protocols. Uh, Evan Mobley, Mo Bamba, Jordan Poole, Christian James McCullum. Well, he's not in the protocol, sorry. Um, Pascal Siakam entered there. Darren Fox, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge still there. Andy Wiggins, as I mentioned, he's in the protocols. Cody Martin, another one who just uh, got, got hit today with it. Um, Andre Drummond in there today. Marcus Morris in there a couple of days ago. Shake Milton went in today. Uh, Josh Richardson went in today. Rowan Barrett's still in there. Malik Monk's still in there. Uh, quickly, Grant Williams, George Niang. Uh, I'm just going to list off these blokes. There's so many of them. Bruce Brown, uh, Isaac Okoro is in there. Terrence Ross, Obi Toppin. Some of these guys aren't far out from returning. Um, Davion Mitchell, Terrence Davis, Caleb Martin, Dwight Howard. Um, who else we got? DeAndre Bembry, Alex Len, Marvin Bagley, Avery Bradley. Just a, it's Austin Reeves. It's just so many guys who are... Um, who have been placed into the COVID protocols. And they're probably the guys who have the the biggest impact in fantasy leagues at the moment. And then we don't have a definitive timeline on Wendell Carter Jr.'s calf injury. It looked like it blew up. He went to push off and it exploded. It looked a lot like Kevin Durant's Achilles injury, but it looks like it's just a calf strain. He's missed one game. We don't know when or how long he's going to be out for. The Magic now, because of that postponement, don't play again until Wednesday. He's going to be doubtful for that game, I would assume, but we don't have anything official. And that's going to um, you know, open up windows of opportunity for both Robin Lopez and for Chumurakiki. But we just don't know. Like, is Do I expect Carter to play this week? Uh, personally, no. I think it's probably three to four weeks, but they haven't announced anything. And if we go by anything like their Jonathan Isaac uh, announcements, we're just not going to know for a while, which is pretty frustrating. But I, I do find it hard to think that... Um, Find it hard to think that Wendell is going to be available on Wednesday after missing just one game due to this injury, which looked pretty significant. But maybe it is. Maybe it just was something completely mild, and he's going to miss no time. That's possible, I guess. It seems unlikely, but it is possible that is um, that is what's going to happen. Kelvin Go drops in a Watfo for me. He says, "What are the odds that Darius Garlo Garland makes the All Star team?" Now, when I did my All Star team at the end of November, Garland was not in it. I will do another one at the end of December, and he will be in it. I'm going to put him at 70%. The Cavs are playing so well, one of their players is probably going to make the All-Star team, and it's going to be Garland, Mobley, or Allen, I would assume. I think it probably comes down to between Garland and Mobley, and I think I think it's going to get, I think Garland's going to get that nod. I am putting it 70% because I can easily see a scenario where Allen gets it or where Mobley gets it. I think Garland is the favorite, and he's yeah, 70% is the odds. So, what do you think? Do you think Darius Garland's going to make the All-Star team? What What are your odds for him making it? Also, drop your next Watfo just in the comments on YouTube. Start it with Watfo and then put in whatever it is you want and I'll get to that probably on tomorrow's show. Yeah, definitely on tomorrow's show. We will do another Watfo. What are the odds though that you have too many subscriptions that you don't even remember paying for? Like, there's, the odds are 100%. 
And Truebill is the new app that is here to help you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or the ones that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Okay, we're not going to look at um, waiver ads or anything like that because we did the waiver wire show earlier today. So let's just bang straight in to the games. The first game, the Portland Trailblazers. They get the win over the Memphis Grizzlies, 105-100 in the end. And Robert Covington was shit for nine weeks. He moves to the bench, and then after moving to the bench, his minutes go through the roof, and his numbers go through the roof. I couldn't have predicted that. Right? He was starting and doing nothing, and he was a drop. And he moves to the bench, you go, okay, well, he's going to drop. Under no circumstance could I think that him moving to the bench means playing 10 extra minutes per game and doubling your defensive stats. No way I could have known that. But he's done it. And I said that at the time when I, when I said he's a drop. I go, he's going to bite me on the ass for sure. I just didn't actually expect it to happen like this. 13 points, three threes, eight rebounds, one steals, four blocks. I don't know why I said steals like that. One steal and four blocks. Amazing stuff. Feels unlikely to continue. Try to sell high if you can, maybe. Um, Lillard had 32, five and five. Great game from him. Playing much better of late, 14th over the last two weeks. Hopefully that injection is all he needed, but I, I am really worried about the high minutes he's playing and that shit can go south really quickly. Well, without McCullum, Norman Powell is also flying. 76th over the last two weeks, 28 points with five threes, thriving on the high usage and was really efficient in this game. While it was Nasir Little and not Anthony Simons. 36 minutes for Little, while Simons played just 21. 12 and 9, one steal, two blocks. Add him. 12 team, fine. Add him. Simons is very much a one-trick pony. He scores. He had nine points on nine shots. So if he's not hitting shots, nothing's there. He is the 221st ranked player over the last two weeks. I think you can uh, Jack Armstrong him out of your 12-team lineups. Get that garbage out of here! Larry Nance gave us an unconventional Richie, Rub- Richie Rubio. Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Two points, two assists, two steals, and two blocks, but he had 11 boards. Those defensive stats are great, of course, but Nance in his elevated role has done nothing all that good. I mean, if you want him in a 12-team league, no worries, but... Is his upside actually high enough to you know, deal through the nonsense that that he's doing most of the time? I don't think he is, but you might disagree on that, which is fine. Nurkic played 34 minutes. Again, minutes are up, which is great. Nine points, 11 rebounds. But for some reason, this bloke can't block shots anymore. They're all gone. And his efficiency was in the toilet. He's actually not playing particularly well at the moment. The Grizzlies are still without Ja Morant. I don't know when he's back because the Grizzlies won't tell us anything. He could be back tomorrow, for all I know. But without him, Dylan Brooks played really well. 37 points, four threes, three assists, and a steal. You know I've been critical of Brooks in the past because he was bad. He's playing really well this season. No doubt about that at all. Really, really good stuff from Brooksy. 48 fantasy points here. He was great. Steve Adams, also really good in this game. 36 minutes, 13, 9, and 5 with three steals. Now, Adams has not been that good all year. You can have him as a 12-team league guy. I don't fully believe in that, but these are good numbers. He's totally fine, though, as a 12-team player. D'Anthony Melton, nice across-the-board production. Nine points, two threes, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. This is why he's valuable. Ja Morant coming back will hurt him. He's fine in a 12-team league, but he's not a must-roster player. And if you do need to carve out space, I would feel okay, as much as I love him, with dropping him. 
Rough shooting night from Des Bain, nine points on 12 shots. And with Jaron Jackson fouling out in 20 minutes, Kyle Anderson played 28. 11 and four, four steals and a block. Now, when Anderson plays those minutes, the numbers are going to be valuable. He's just not going to get that playing time on most nights, so don't overreact to this. Tyus Jones, not good. Five points on 25%, but the five assists and a steal buoys his value, as or as you Americans would say, buoys, buoys. He buoys his value. We just say boy, and I don't know why. Tyus Jones, five points, five assists, as I said. Hold him, and as soon as Morant, Morant is back, you can drop him. In fact, I feel so comfortable that Morant is going to be back in the next week. Actually, I don't know why I would feel comfortable. For some reason, it's just telling me he's back in the next week. That if I did need to add another player, if I drop Jones, I don't think it's the end of the world. I could be very wrong. Like, Morant might be back in February. I don't know because a knee sprain is not a diagnosis, Memphis. Tell us what is actually wrong with this bloke so I can make some informed decisions. But everything is telling me that he will be back this week, Jar. And that will put an end to uh, Tyus's Jones. Tyus Jones's. That's the way to say it. Tyus Jones's fantasy value. The, S- the San Antonio Spurs. Disappointing loss here against the Kings on the road. 121-114. DeJounte Murray had 25-7-9. A great game for him. But it wasn't too good for Derek White, who only played 25 minutes and had 5 points on 25%. He did have a sick block of a Tristan Thompson dunk. But outside of that, pretty rough. Now, he'd been killing it. White and was shit out here. And that's just what was always going to happen. He's going to have some bad nights. Um, Calden Johnson. I'm more excited at the fact that he got 11 rebounds and two steals. That is not what he does. 16 points on 14 shots is pretty poor efficiency. But overall, um, the, the rebounds and steals are nice. Now, he's still not a top 140 player over the last two weeks for category leagues. In points leagues, absolutely much better. But to me, he still remains a fringe 12-team category league guy. 18 points for Bryn Forbes in 26 minutes. I wouldn't get excited about that. Well, Lonnie Walker had 19 points in his 25 minutes. Hello. Walker producing some good points streaming value at the moment. Not a must roster player, of course, because so much of what he does or basically everything that he does is just dependent on some shots going in and he doesn't do that all the time. But at the moment, playing well. Well, Devin Vassell started in place of Doug McDermott, who was out. 11 points for Vassell in 28 minutes. I still believe he is a hold. While Pirtle, 20% from the field. That's rough, man. He had eight boards. He had a steal and two blocks. Just a terrible efficiency night. Of course, a must-roster player. Jock Landale took over the backup center role over Drew Eubanks and Thad Young. So in deeper leagues, pay attention to that. For the Kings, with no De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton again went bananas. 27-4-11 with two steals and three threes. It is somewhat of a sell high, considering he's the 13th-ranked player over the last two weeks. But if there is any inkling of De'Aaron Fox being traded, and I keep hearing it, then Halliburton's numbers are going to go up. If they pass it over to him, the torch and the point guard role, he's going to be a top 30 player. So sell high if you get top 20 back. If you don't, which you probably won't, enjoy it. Just enjoy what's happening. I don't know how to pass the fact that Damian Jones had 23 points, a career high in 19 minutes, especially with Len and Holmes out. Does Jones even play every night? Probably not. That was great though. He was really good. Two blocks, two threes. He was doing everything. 39 fantasy points. What a great game from Damo. But it's just no way to really get excited about it. Tristan Thompson, 8-8. Eight eight. Look, to be fair, I'd probably rather Jones and Thompson, but I also think Thompson's going to play more than Jones. I think Chemezi Metu's worth a 12-team grab. 31 minutes, 9 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 steals. 25% shooting is rough, but make that 50%. And then you're talking 13-6, 4 steals. It's pretty good. It's 12-team useful. While Harrison Barnes, actually the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Still can't get going, can he? 
after coming back from injury. 14 and 7, 36%. Huge buy low for Barnes. People are dropping him. Now, I'm not the hugest Barnes fantasy fan. And obviously, those top 40 numbers to begin the season were way off where he's going to end up. But he's still not a droppable player. Mo Harkless got 32 minutes. Um... He took three shots, but had three steals. He's really you know, just there for defense and for you know, solid basketball, but it's not going to really translate into anything for us from a, um, from a fantasy point of view. All right, let's go on to the next game. Yeah, let's go on to the next game. It is the Miami Heat and the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons, who had lost 17 games in a row. 17 games in a row. And they get the uh, they get the victory here. That's huge for Detroit. It's huge for yeah. Not not. Uh, I was going to say for basketball fans. I don't know if it's huge for basketball fans, but it is great for Detroit fans to get um, that victory after just so many uh, losses in a row. They get the big win against the Heat. The score said 100 to 90. Miami was without Butler, Adebayo, and Hero, and the Winter Soldier Max Struess stood up. 33 minutes, 34 minutes, in fact, 24 points with four threes. He can get hot. It's hard to know whether it's going to be him or Vincent who steps up in all their absences, but tonight it was Struess. Stream him, but that's about it. Well, the Undertaker, Dwayne Demon, 11 and 5, just solid. Like, that's solid. He's fine on a 12-team roster. He's not a must, but if he's on a waiver wire, you've got to consider, can I make, does it make sense to add him? That's sort of where he's sitting. He's going to be very up and down. Omer Yatsevan. Grabbed 12 boards in his 18 minutes with two blocks. Nice numbers, but only just a deep league guy. Well, Gabe Vincent, who started in place of Butler. Five assists on eight with eight points on uh, 27% shooting. That's bad, pretty obviously. But there's going to be ups and downs in his production. While for Duncan Robinson, it's just all downs. Six points with two threes. Not a must-roster player. Just a streamable guy. And Lowry had 19-5 and 10 in 42 minutes. The Heat really battling some injuries to yeah, three of their best four players. And it does make it hard. For the Pistons... Remember how bad this bloke was, the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay. They were like, oh, maybe he goes to the G League. And he went, no, 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 I don't think so. 26 points in 36 minutes, 54% shooting, three threes. Now, he's right in the crest of high usage, high efficiency, great free throw attempts in this game. If you can sell high, you absolutely try to do it because I don't have any faith that this efficiency and this free throw rate will maintain. If you can't do it, just enjoy it. It sort of has come out of nowhere after the first 30 games was shocking from him. Cunningham had four points. Four points. My name is Richie Cunningham. On just four shots. Why did he take just four shots? Well, he got into some foul trouble and you know, just feeding other blokes. Because he had 10 assists. He had two steals. 20th ranked player over the last two weeks, Katie's. Um, Killian played 21 minutes for 11 points. He's only a streamer. While he, your mate, Dwayne Casey, after Saban Lee was getting 20 plus a night, he decided, no, 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 no. We've got to bring Corey Joseph back. So Joseph came back, played 24 minutes. Lee played 18. Dropped Lee in 12s. Probably drop you in 14s as well if Corey Joseph is back in the mix. Alf Stewart played 30 minutes. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. He did have some foul trouble, but pulled down 14 boards. I do think he is a 12-team league guy, but I also don't I don't think it is a must. Like He fits only certain teams. He's not really elevating his game here at all. Like The, the, the occasional good one, but there's not enough that makes me go, that's awesome. Hamadou Diallo was pretty good here. 15 points in 30 minutes with seven rebounds, but he's never that consistently good. He's more of a 14, probably more of a 16-team league guy 
who you can stream in on a low volume day while Trey Lyles had eight and six with two blocks. Now getting two blocks from Trey Lyles is an absolutely amazing feat. So don't get too excited about um, Lyles doing that on the regular because he just will not do it. Maybe he needs to build up his energy. Maybe he needs the fuel to build his muscles and doing it deliciously. So the answer for you, Trey, is Bilt Bar. Maybe if I can send a, you a couple of boxes of Bilt Bars uh, addressed to the Pistons facility, that might help improve the strength and conditioning of that program because Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They're low in carbs, they're low in fat, they're low in sugar, they're low in calories, but they are also high in protein and they are absolutely chocked full to the balls of flavor. Cookies and cream, the goat, best flavor there. Coconut, raspberry, orange, mint brownie. How many goat flavors can you have? It's almost too many. There's, there's that many to choose from and you're just going to get into punch-ons with people. Like I might get into a fight with a random person on the street, grab them by the scruff of the neck. What's your favorite Bill Bar flavor? And if they haven't been eating Bill Bar, then I'll be able to easily smash them around and win that argument. It's, it's a no-brainer. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. I don't advocate violence, of course. The promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Get yourself boxes of delicious Bilt Bars. Bilt Bar, built different. Bet Online has you covered all season for props, odds, and lines more than ever before as football season marches towards the playoffs. Bet Online is your number one spot for all sports action this season, including placing a bet on whether the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. My boys, they're on fire. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up using the code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, or UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, the next game was just an old-fashioned... Oh, why did that button... Ah. I know what happened. It was the, uh, the old cancellations that screwed me over. This one should be the right button, just, just for completeness sake. All right, so we do have the Hornets and the Suns. As I said, ass kicking. The Suns win at 137-106 for Charlotte. Before the game, um, Cody Martin was ruled out. And that meant that we got a, a little bit of extra from some other players. But it's hard to judge given how much of a blowout it was. Bridges was good, 26 in 32 minutes. But everyone else struggled. Terry Roger was especially horrible. Four points in 21 minutes. Absolute stinker from Rogier, who has now seen some couple of poor performances over his last couple of games. Gordon Haywood had nine points in 27 minutes. Ubre had 18 points on 40% shooting in 23. PJ Washington, 13 in 23 minutes. And LaMelo Ball, 9, 10, and 7. Two steals on 17% shooting. But honestly, I don't know how we judge anything with this game. It was a blowout from really early on. We saw minutes spread all over the place. We had 12 James Booknight minutes, if that shows you how much of a blowout it was. Rogier struggled. Haywood struggled. Pretty much everyone struggled except Miles Bridges. Hold on to Ubre with Martin out. Um, that might not last long in terms of Ubre being a 12-team league guy. Hold on to Rogier, but that's a real struggle situation there for him over these last couple of games. But don't read huge amounts into that. Mason Plumley had four and nine in his 16 minutes. I don't believe that Mason is a uh, is a 12-team league player. On the Sun side, they did welcome back Devin Booker, so that was great. Pretty easy stuff for him. 16, 6, and 5 in 26 minutes. Jay Crowder only played 21 minutes, 14 and 6. Probably the biggest thing to me here was the fact that Cameron Payne still did really well with Booker back. 11, 6, and 7, two steals and a block. He played 25 minutes. That's likely because it was a blowout. But keep an eye, because Chris Paul did hurt his hand in this game. He stayed in the game, but he was constantly sort of grabbing at it. So just watch that one. Paul had 14, 2, and 9 on 67% shooting. Just a little worried about the hand. Aiden double-doubled in 24 minutes, 15 and 15 with three blocks, while JaVale McGee, 19 and 7 for JaVale, led the team in scoring. He is an elite streamer. He is a guy that you should be, if you want a center like this, like have him 
over, say, an Andre Drummond or over Hassan Whiteside. McGee's the guy who's producing at that level. Not a must-roster guy, but top 100 over the last two weeks. Enough value there to at least be streamed in on the days that the Sun, Suns play. Bridges had 16, 4, and 5 in 30 minutes uh, with four triples there as well. But again, this game was just such a blowout. It's hard to take huge definitive um, takes away from it. All right, so let's go to the next game. It is the Lakers and the Bulls. Chicago get the win in the end. It was, what was it, 115-110 as they returned to action after some time off due to COVID. The Lakers, of course, were missing Avery Bradley, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kent Bazemore, Anthony Davis, Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, Malik Monk, Dwight Howard. LeBron was amazing in this game. It looked absolutely amazing. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. 31, 14, and 6, a steal, two blocks. He's somehow a top five player in fantasy this year. He's hitting free throws. His steals are up. He's doing amazing stuff. Mallow was also pretty good. 21 points, five threes, and also two steals, two blocks. Now, at the beginning of the year when Mallow was putting up good numbers, he was hitting shots at an, an enormous rate, and he was also getting good defensive stats. I don't buy those defensive stats, but with Davis out, there is an opportunity for him because, let's be honest, DeAndre Jordan's terrible. He gives no effort. He can't defend. He was replacing the starting line. They basically started LeBron at center in the second half, or Mallow, however you want to phrase it. Jordan is just a stream option for deeper formats. Dwight might have some value when he returns. They started Isaiah Thomas, 13 points is good, then it looks very Keldon Johnson-y. Two rebounds, one assist, zero steals, zero blocks, no free throw attempts after getting to the line nine times last game. He's just a stream option, maybe like a 14 to 16 team league guy to hold while these guys are out, but he's not a must roster player. Westbrook had 20 and nine with eight assists and two blocks. Horrendous from the line, but good numbers otherwise there. And Rondo chipped in with four assists, and the Duke Wayne Ellington played 36 and had six points. Ariza back in action as well for the first time this season. 15 points for Trev. I don't believe that Trev is going to be a 12 or even a 14-team league guy this season. I want to talk about amazing, though. The Bulls. DeMar DeRozan was ridiculous. 38, 4, and 6. He had like 18 points in the fourth quarter. He was a stupid 16 of 17 from the free throw line. 46% overall, not hitting threes, but just doing absolutely everything. So fantastic stuff from him. Also, big Nick Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Bolsa, it's 19 and 13 with three threes. Pretty good for Vuce. On the DeRozan one, I am tempted to say that's a bit of a sell high, but you're not going to get top 20 value back. He's producing that. I don't believe that this can continue. Remember, this DeRozan has never been this player at any point in his career. He's always been good and perhaps underrated at times, and yeah, I've been critical of him a lot. I've also been positive when others have been critical at other times in his career, but that doesn't really matter. But he's never been this. Can this continue? We're 30 games in. Maybe, maybe not. But I wouldn't just sell for the sake of it. Lonzo had 19, 4, and 4 with three threes. And Caruso, he is a must-roster player, the old, uh, the old rabbit hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. 17 and 9 with three threes. Javante Green's a decent deep league stream. 9 in 35 with six rebounds, a steal, and two blocks. And Kobe White just continues to look really bad. Um, five points in 24 minutes. He is struggling in a massive, massive way. He's only a uh, deeper league guy. Alfonso McKinney got some extra minutes with Derek Jones hurting his hamstring. Two points in 17. You're talking 20 teamers there for McKinney, if even that. All right, then on to the last game, the Dallas Mavericks and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Wolves win it. 110, or sorry, 111, 105. Um, for Dallas, I guess the big story here, there was no Luka Doncic, and then there was no... Well, just... Yep, Kristaps had to leave with a sore foot. Wouldn't panic, but it's never a great sign. 
with no, I didn't see any specific injury with it, just some foot soreness. That's obviously some worry, but I don't think it's a long-term thing. We'll see. If he is out, then we're looking at Maxi Kleber, who had 6-14 and 14 with two threes. He would become a 12-team league option. With no Doncic and no Porzingis for half the game, Hardaway went bananas. 28 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, a block, and 4 threes. Finney Smith also dropped in 23-3-3. These guys are going to have big value if Doncic and Porzingis are out. Hardaway, I think, is going to be a droppable guy once Doncic returns. But for now, there's value. Same with Brunson, who I think is, remains 12-team. 18 points, 11 assists for Jalen. Um, Dwight Powell, six points in his 20 minutes with um, Willie Cauley-Stein still out. Well, Trey Burke, we would have hoped for a little bit more from Berkey, but just the four points in 17 minutes there. For the Wolves there, of course, without Anthony Edwards. So Carl Anthony Towns had 24-76, not 76, 7-6. And, and Malik Beasley started in place of Edwards. 13 points, four threes, rough shooting, but five assists. I think Beasley, while Edwards is out, is a 12-team league guy. And deeper leagues, you want to look at Jalen Noel. 16 points on in 18 minutes. 67% shooting with two threes. Only like 16 teamers, but there, there's value there. Beverly had 10, 8, and 4, a steal, two blocks. Absolute must roster player. Or D'Angelo Russell had 22 points with four threes. Vanderbilt was all right. Did his thing. 10 boards, a steal, and a block. Six points. Continues to be a clear top 100 player. Um, actually top 60 over the last two weeks. Some really good numbers there. Well, Jaden McDaniels had 12 points. Not much else, but he's still just like that 16-team league um, sort of player. Let's have a look at the lines of the night. The monstrous line of the night goes to the uh, the old big fella, Tyrus Halliburton. I don't know what I was going to call him then, but I just lost what I was going to say. Halliburton's the monstrous line of the night. Your waiver wire line of the night is Damian Jones. It was great, but remember, Len and Holmes are out. And if Holmes is back tomorrow, then I'm not really sure where Jones fits in. So don't overreact too much there. Young gun is Sadiq Bay, who's playing really well. And the dud of the night, a couple of duds in a row there for Terry. Terry Rogier is your dud of the night. Your top 10 players... In nine cat leagues for today, it was Halliburton at one, Hardaway two, LeBron at three, Dylan Brooks four, DeRozan five, Heald at six, Covington seven, DeJounte eight, Lillard at nine, and Storm and Norman Powell at 10. Your top 10 players available in 50% of leagues, Damian Jones, Cameron Payne, 14-team league sort of streamer, JaVale McGee, McGee, excellent 14-team league guy and 12-team streamer, Nasir Little, don't mind a 12-team flyer, Bryn Forbes, ignore it, Jalen Noel, Deepers, Maxi Kleber, 14-team, I'd take a flyer for short, just depending on Porzingis. Trey Lyles, ignore it. Lonnie Walker's got 14-team value at the moment, and Javante Green is like a 16, maybe 14-team league option with the situation in Chicago. Four points leagues, we're looking at LeBron at one, Hardaway two, DeRozan three, Halliburton four, Brooks at five, DeJounte six, Westbrook seven, Aiton at eight, Heald at nine, and Lillard at 10. That'll do it for today's show. Don't forget to check out um, the Locked On Bets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Check them out every day. And if you are following this podcast, do it again. Follow it. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, hit the thumbs up, hit the notification bell, and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.